Yeah, I'm used to waiting for pastor to give me the go-ahead. I've been doing that for a while. So. Amen. So I don't have a very long message. I'm anticipating trying to curb the nap, the napping. So um, if you will, turn with me to Proverbs. Actually, turn with me to Luke. I'm just going to read Proverbs real quick. But Luke uh, chapter 14 and verse 28. But first, while you're turning there, I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it, and they are safe. And they are safe. Strong towers, the Lord. In Luke uh, chapter 14 and verse 28, it says, For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has the things to finish? Amen. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for allowing us, Lord, to be here. Lord, I just pray, Lord, I don't have a long message, Lord, but I believe, Lord, that the few points, Lord, are, are vital to, I know, to my life, Lord, and to, to the rest of the people, Lord. I just believe, Lord, that by your spirit, Lord, you're going to reveal to us, Lord, the areas in which we can grow and prosper, Lord, and advance your kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So, like I said, I'm going to make this quick because I only have two points. I only have two subjects, the, a tower and a hedge. That's it tower and the hedge. You can even title it that way, those who are doing the podcast thing. I don't usually have titles, but there you go, tower and the hedge. A tower, or um, in this case, it's what's called a watchman's booth, is a fortified structure. What it was designed to do is if you have an area, like a vineyard, which we'll get to later, and you're trying to protect it, you would have this tower up, and it was a fortified building that you could put your family into. A watchman would have his family living there over the summer, and he would watch out to make sure that nothing was going to happen, that anybody coming in that would do damage to this vineyard, any, any dangers, anything like that, that he would be able to see it afar off. And that tower was a safe place. It was a refuge for his family to be in, if those things came came around. But first, you don't build a tower unless you're trying to protect something that's precious or valuable. You don't go through the effort of building something unless you're trying to protect something that's more valuable than the building. No point in building up a nice watchtower to to uh, watch over a desert. There's no point. Nobody's coming after that. It has to be something that's value and is worth something. So I've had to ask myself, do I have anything worth watching out for? And I think you know the answer to that. Do you have anything that you, that's worth watching out for? Because Jesus says to count the costs before you build this thing. What is it going to cost you to make it? What is it going to cost you to see it through to the end? Because a tower that's incomplete isn't any good. It doesn't do you any good. It must be completed. So Luke chap, but something about the devil that I've learned this. The devil really loves to hide costs. He likes to just kind of hide those things and just, just reach out and tell you the benefits of something. He did this to Eve. Nothing's going to happen to you if you eat of this fruit. He, there was something. He just hid it. He just tricked her. The Lord is the opposite. The Lord reveals costs. He's not hiding anything from us. If you're going to follow him, he's going to tell you exactly what it's going to cost you. In fact, 
earlier in this chapter in 25 and 27, verse 25 and 27, said that a great crowds were going to him and having turned, he said to them, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, and yes, even his own life, he is not able to be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his cross and come after me is not able to be my disciple. He is just revealing what it's going to cost you right up front. Now, what we have to decide is, is is that worth what it's going to cost? Is it worth it? Now, I think another way of looking at it, too, is when you're reckoning costs, is not only what it's going to cost me to build it, is what it's going to cost me if I don't build it. One of the main motivators of me moving out here, I remember speaking to Rodney on the phone, and I'm like, wait, we're really moving to Oklahoma? I think I've told this story before, but, you know, you can hear it again. I said, are we really going? And he goes, yeah, this is, this is going to happen. We're really doing this thing. And he goes, you don't have to go if you don't want to. I said, what am I going to be left here with? This, I'm going to just stay here by myself, you know, with my family. That's it. Because I... I had to count and say, what is it going to cost me if I stay versus what it's going to cost me if I go? What am I going to lose if I go? What am I going to lose when I stay? And I counted that I was going to lose more of value if I stayed than if I went. I was going to lose everything that I have built a life around. And now, and I love my family, but we have invested in this body. And if I'm going to lose that, that's going to have ramifications to my own children. And so it was the cost of not building. It was the cost of not going. And so we have something of value, but if we don't surround that with something to protect it, how valuable do we really think it is? See, the tower, like I said, is a nice structure that we could watch out, and it's fortified, but here's the one fatal flaw. It has to be manned. Somebody has to be up there keeping a lookout. It's not going to do the job itself. I have to be in that tower watching after my stuff or it does me no good. If I just leave it up there and I go do my own thing, it's just a building sitting up doing nothing. So nobody's going to look after your stuff. Nobody's going to look after what you have that's of value better than you are. And so I, I love the ministry around here, but my children are first and foremost my responsibility. My family and my wife and everything that I have is my responsibility first. So I'm not, if something goes wrong, it's because I haven't manned the tower. It's because I wasn't up there looking. The men of this church are looking out for each and I'm looking out for your guys' families. You're looking out for mine, but my eyes first must go to mine. I must build a tower in my own house. I must build a tower not only for my family, but my own soul. If my own soul, I want to make sure that, that it is not burning in hell, I have to have a tower to watch over it. Because there is an enemy that's looking to come after my soul. And if it's of any value, then I need to make sure that I put the structure up in order to watch after it. In Luke chapter 14, verse 31 through 32, it says, Oh, what king proceeding to engage with another king in war will not having sat down first take counsel of whether he's able with 10,000 to meet the one coming against him with 20,000? And if not of him being still afar off, having sent an embassy, he asks for peace. Here's the problem when you don't have a tower. It's not possible to count the cost when it comes to war. 
Because if you're not looking afar off, then war is suddenly upon you. You can't see it afar off. So you can't count your troops. You can't see if you have, you cannot prepare for battle. And it all, all of a sudden it springs upon you. And then all of a sudden you have no other option but to sue for peace. And here's something about peace. Peace has a cost. It's not free. If you want peace in your home, it's going to cost you something. If you want to make peace with the devil, he's not doing it for free. It's going to cost you. The devil is more than happy to make peace with you, but it's going to cost you something in order to do it. So now let's move to Matthew chapter 21 and verse 33. I want to talk about the hedge. Matthew 21 and verse 33. There was a certain man, a house, house master who planted a vineyard and placed a hedge around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower. See, a hedge is really good, but you still need the tower. They work together. In Mark 12 and verse 1, it calls it a fence. And depending on its design, it's placed to keep insects, bugs, rodents, thieves, birds, anybody from coming in and stealing the harvest, stealing what you have that's of value. See, the first thing a hedge does is it sets a boundary of what is not mine and divides it from what is mine. It is, and this country hates boundaries. It hates borders, but you have no def definition. You have nothing to protect what's valuable if you don't have something to border, to separate that which is of the world from that which is yours. What is holiness but separation? Holiness, by definition, is to keep something separate. If you don't have a border, then there's nothing separating. It just intermingles. It comes in. That which is unholy can just mingle into what is holy. It's designed to keep out what you don't want and keep it away from, keep the unvaluable things from mingling with the valuable. Amen? It's a boundary. It, it is to make a separation from the inhabitable land from the habitable. I have a land that I'm trying to make fruitful. I'm trying to make prosperous. I'm trying to build something that's going to be valuable to the kingdom. And the world would love nothing more than to creep its tentacles into my stuff and intermingle. In fact, in the Old Testament, God would reference it to a wild olive branch, a wild olive vine that would creep in. And it just does whatever it wants, and it takes over. In fact, it, it uses the word entanglement. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4, no one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 20, for if having escaped the pollutions of this world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, now again having been entangled, in these they are subdued, and the last state have become worse than the first state. Galatians chapter five and verse one: In freedom in Christ has set us it, freedom in Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not be entangled again in the yoke of slavery. Entangled is just to be weaved in and entwined. I have this, I have this lawn, my front lawn. It, it's the bane of my existence. Because whoever decided to put sod on it didn't put any kind of loam or anything under it. So I have all these patches of dead spots in it. 
But then I had this really nice flower bed, and I didn't know that I would love to be a flower guy, but I suddenly decided that I am. It's really something I like to do. So I got this really nice, and I'm constantly pulling weeds in it. And the weeds are annoying, but I can get them out. The problem is the crabgrass that I got growing in my lawn likes to jump the border and get into my, it won't grow anywhere else, but it will grow inside of my, my little flower. I'm trying to keep those things separate. If I don't have a border there, there's nothing that's going to keep it away. It's going to entangle. Every, once it's in there, it's impossible to get it out. Once, you, once that grass, especially crabgrass, gets in, you almost can't get it out without pulling the flowers up with it. It destroys everything that it gets entangled. See, where you place the hedge is almost as vital as placing a hedge at all. If you get that hedge too close to your valuable things, then what's on the outside is going to, it doesn't need much to creep over into what you have. It doesn't, it doesn't take much. I have to keep, this is something the Lord's been put on my heart, and I've told the guys about this. I pray every morning now, Lord, help me to expand the hedge. Help me to keep the hedge out. Expand it out. Because I want to fight the devil. If I'm going to fight the devil, which we all have to, I don't want to be fighting the devil inside my home. I want to pick the place of battle. I want the Lord to pick the place of battle. See, I was looking at David and his you know, fall and, and his, uh, you know, the, the stumbling that he had in his life. He, he did decided not to go to war. Well, he may have decided not to go to war, but war found him. But instead of him being out on the battlefield where war belongs, the war came into his own household. And if I have a hedge that's too close or I have a hedge that's not good enough then that which should be fought on the outside has to be fought on the inside. And I'll give you a little history lesson. You don't want to be fighting in a city. You don't want to be fighting in a town. You may win the war, but you'll destroy anything of value that you had. It will destroy everything that you've got. And I have done some battle with the devil that I let into my own home. And it did not leave. It left some casualties. It left some issues. Because I didn't want to take it on the outside of the hedge. See, we need to be sitting in that tower. And men, I'm talking to you. And I want to see that battle coming afar off. And I want the hedge to slow it down. So that when I, so that I can prepare myself, I can prepare my family, I can get them in the tower. And then by the Lord's hand, I could go out outside of that hedge and fight what I need to fight. I don't want it coming inside. My favorite emperor of, of uh, Rome, his name was Aurelian. He had this brilliant idea. See, we always look at castles as being in medieval times, but he actually was the one who decided to invent them. Because what was happening was barbarians were coming in from the north, and they would ransack a town. So the Rome would gather its army, go running over to defeat them, and by, by the time they got there, the town was sacked, and there was no army left to fight. They left already. Took all the goods and left, destroyed everything. So what he did was he built these castles, these just rudimentary brick stone buildings with walls around them, hedges, stone hedges around them, so that the people could run in and be safe so that the, when the army got there, they were safe in there and they could have the battle on the outside and nothing was destroyed. You try to fight the battle on the inside, inside the hedge, you're going to destroy everything that's valuable. Everything's going to be torn down. Now, like I said, you may, be, you may win, 
but you're going to lose the long run. And I think there's some people here today that don't have any prosperous things going, and I'm speaking of the Lord's things, going on in their life because they have no hedge in their life. They have no tower in their life. So every time God wants to blossom something good and bring forth fruit in their life, it gets destroyed because they immediately have to fight a battle, and they fight it amongst all the things that the Lord's trying to do. And it gives no time for that to grow and mature what the Lord wants to put in you because you haven't put a big enough hedge, haven't put it tall enough, haven't put it afar off, haven't expanded it. Just keep fighting the devil. Just keep waking up and letting the devil fight wherever he wants to, and it's destroying you. And in the end, and I know this from experience, you just give up. You just give up because it's, it's, it just seems fruitless to fight anymore. Now, in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, these are really, this is a really familiar scripture. It says, for, for the rest, my brothers, be made powerful in the Lord and the might of his strength. Be empowered by the ability given to us through the Spirit of God. Later on, it says, we... we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against authorities and against the rulers of this world. Now, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we have to wrestle in flesh and blood. That's what we are at. I, I, don't, I can't get out of this body. If I do, I'm going to be dead. I don't want that just yet. But we wrestle, but we don't understand our enemy. It's an enemy that I have to need. I have to have the spirit of the Lord to tell me, to show me where to put the hedge. I need him to show me to... to how tall I should make the hedge. I need him to point out where the weakness in my fortification is. Without the Spirit of the Lord, I just have a brick building and I just have a, have a fence. But the Spirit of the Lord is what shows us how to build this thing. I think that the Lord wants to speak to some people tonight. Wants to show you where you, where you need to put the hedge. Wants to show you where there's weakness. See, we've there's some things in, in your life that may be good, that maybe you don't see as evil, but they're a weakness in the hedge. The hedge isn't quite far enough. And you wonder why you keep stumbling over the same things over and over again, because the hedge is too close. You're not manning the tower. You're not doing what the Lord would call you to do. But unless the Lord builds the house or the hedge or the tower, we labor in vain. But it's the Lord who is able and the Lord enables us See, stability equals prosperity. You look throughout history, the, the most successful nations out there, the ones that were stable the longest. And you're never going to get any stability in Christ unless you have a hedge and a tower ready. Unless you, you you'll never have, you'll be fighting all the time. And if you're fighting all the time, you're never going to be able to grow anything. Never going to grow anything of value. You're going to have a vineyard that's fruitless. But I believe that by the Spirit of the Lord, He's going to show you and me what to do in our own lives so that we can be prosperous for his kingdom. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord.